This is the Courier Talking Football. I'm Eric Nicholson, and with me this week are Jim Spence and Sean Hamilton. Morning, gentlemen. I think this week we can call it a transfer window special, and what a deadline day it was for one club in particular. No surprises, Sean. I think we will have to start with St. Johnson, and I think we all knew the potential was there, didn't we? And it's it's been hanging over the club for 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 months, basically. As soon as as soon as they won one cup, they won two cups. Players in the last year of the contract, Ali McCann playing so well. It's all been it's all been in the background. But I don't know about you, but I let myself think. I think, and I think uh, Callum Davidson maybe let himself think. Bloody hell, we might get away with this without uh, without any of them going. You know, because Mac- Jamie McCart seemed to be the one that was you know the most certainly the most. Pro- the highest profile of the bids and Hibbs moved on to another target didn't get close to it but then deadline day did what deadline day can do and all of a sudden money came on the table for for Jason Kerr down he went first to en route to Charlton diverted to Wigan £600,000 get your thoughts on what the price and all the rest of it for that and then the big twist in the tale was Ali McCann with you know it was it, there was absolutely no hint of that one of Preston being anywhere close to St Johnson's valuation of the player. All of a sudden, getting right up to and we're talking right up to eleven o'clock for the English deadline. They are sticking several hundred thousand on their bid and persuading Steve Brown to do business. What's your? I don't know, I've thrown in a lot for you there to, to digest, <laughs> yeah. Sean. But you know, it's it's. I think we have to start with Ali McCann, don't we? Because it's the one. You know, we can lump the two of them together, but Ali McCann's the one that's getting getting fans talked about the most. Where do we start? I.e., is it a fair price? I suppose is is the is the one point two one point two million. That's I suppose that's the that's the best place to start. Um, I I would say that one point two million isn't the right price. For Ali McCann, no, um, that is likely to go up. I was going to say, do we get too hung? Are we too hung up in the old school sort of, you know, upfront figure? You know, because the days the days of upfront figures are, are well, long gone. This one, this one is weighted a lot towards add-ons and sell-ons, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is, and and I'm I'm told um, that you know that that will. That will be around two million, and that those add-ons are achievable, right? And I know that was the word the club used last night in their statement. But now, if we talk about do we get hung up on on upfront fees? I mean, not really, because that that's that's the the upfront figure. So we can we can talk about right. It could well be spun up to two million, and in fact, is likely to be spun up to two million, and it will be the record signing that. We all thought it was going to be in time, but I mean, there is there is a chance that it's not that, <laughs> you know. However likely the the, the add-ons are, so I, I think we are, we are entitled to talk about what the upfront figure is, and I think what has caused St Johnston fans since last night the most sort of, I guess, even anger. I'm seeing a bit of anger on social media. Oh, there, no, I'm there was sure, a lot. I'm sure anger. you there are yourself. Um, I think what's what's a large part of what's behind that is actually the the chairman himself made a statement um, at the end of last season that, that if the wording was if it was, like an, it was an interview, the B, was an interview with, with the, the BBC. BBC. Yeah, just yeah, after the second, so, the second cup win, wasn't it? Exactly. So the the, the the statement was that if he were to go, um, it, it would be for a figure north of the club record, 1.75. So on the surface, when it's, it's 1.2, that's the figure uh, that we believe it to be, it's understandable that people look at that and go, well, hang on a minute. That's that's not what we were told it was going to be. Now, the club side of that will be that, well, it, it will end up being north of that. Um, and if that's the case, then 
I mean, what what can you say? You, you accept that the, the the original statement that was made that it, it was a, it would be a record fee will be right at that point. Um, so in, in that respect, if it gets to that point and, and we're told it will, pretty unequivocally, then you could say that Chairman's done the job that he said he would do. Um, but <laughs> I think people expected probably even more than 1.75, to be honest. I think that's another part of the what's causing so much concern is that when you've got a prize asset, an international footballer with two years left on his deal, people want more than 1.75 million for that guy. Because I mean, are they entitled sounds, to expect sounds, that? Sounds, I think so. I know. It sounds stupid. It sounds, it sounds a, a, a ridiculously simplistic thing to say, Sean, but, you know, St. Joseph fans have seen him play a lot. That's why, because they, they know they know the quality of the player, don't they, better than anybody else. And that, you know, that, that gets to the yeah. heart of it, doesn't it? Well, it does, yeah. Now... On the on the other side of all this, I think that obvious obviously St Johnson fans are not particularly tough with us, to put it mildly, right? And I, and I do understand that with with my fans hat on uh, on deadline day and as eleven o'clock came and went and the the, the Preston thing broke in relation to Ali McCann. I mean, I, myself, I was I was stunned that this was the way it was going to go. But um, on the, on the other on the other side of it. We've we've not even talked about the player himself yet at this point. It's all been about the business side of it and, and whether he wanted that was to the, go the right you know, money. That's, you know, and, yeah, to if go, you've got which is what you'd who, expect. Yes, and and it's understandable that he wanted to go. I mean, if if you're a player of his age, your career's moving in the right direction. You've got international football, and a club in the English Championship comes in with you and uh, and offers to what boost your wages five six times over, then. How on earth is your head not going to be turned turned by that, you know? And like it or not, the English Championship is a really really good platform for a player of that sort of ability, and his future career prospects will be enhanced by going there, especially if he plays the way that St Johnston fans have seen him play and know that he can play. So if if his decision, if he gets that offer through his agent, and his decision is, I want to take it now. St Johnston are in a position where they either have to put their foot down, and some people will say, well, they could put their foot down, he's under contract for another two years, they don't have to sell now, there's no pressure. So they're in a position where they have to do that, or if they've got a player who's absolutely telling them, I want to go now, I want this offer, now, what what you're going to end up with, potentially, as a player who is pissed off, quite frankly, and doesn't want to be there. So you're waiting till January at this point. And if he's not, I mean, I'm not suggesting that Ali McCann would ever not give everything, but but if you're leaving yourself open, it's a bit of a gamble at that point. So if you've got a player who's not happy, maybe slackens off a little bit. In January, are you getting that 1.2? Are you getting the prospect of going over that 1.75? So... Yeah, uh, th- there's a lot to it, and there's a lot to consider. I understand completely why St. Johnson fans are no happy with the with the McCann thing in particular, and purely with my fans hat on, I- I'm feeling that as well. I I I, I don't I, th- I I just think it could have been a bit a bit more hard line, and maybe could have got a bit more out of it. And I think actually at the beginning, when it was when it was pitched as a 1.75 million sale. I think you could argue that was undervaluing the lad right from the start. So I do think there are issues with it, but at the same time, the reality of the situation is what it is. And, and, and if he was determined to go, and if that money was on the table with the prospect of more coming, I suppose you can you, you, you can see why perhaps the, the, the chairman was tempted. Jim, you, Jim you've, you've seen enough of these transfer windows over the years to, to not be surprised by a... A late twist like that, and for for a chairman, you know, put right under pressure to to make a big call to 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 decide to to go in the direction he did. You know, what's your reflections? 
I had a bit of a laugh last night and did this morning as well on social media. This is my want, Eric. I mean, you guys are, you know, you guys are reporting on a daily basis these days. I mean, I, I'm not reporting as such. I'm kind of commenting and 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 you know having my say and and you know podcasts. You know, you boys at the Courier and I write my column for the Courier and, and pod, you know and, and and various other areas, social media and all the rest of it. So I'm not kind of you know it's a different thing. You're you're free to comment and say what you like. However, you know, this morning I I, I put my sensible hat on. And, and what it comes down to is the old fundamental year, dichot- eh? the old fundamental dichotomy in football. For fans, football is a passion. For the board and the chairman, who have to keep the lights on, it's a business. And and that's where the fundamental clash comes in. Now, the, you know, Sean has covered everything brilliantly. I mean, there's really, you know, there's not much I can add to that at all. Yes, you're right. I mean, I'm sitting looking at my uh, uh, my mug that my youngest lad bought me. Oldie. It's not Aldi. It's Oldie. There's a couple with a walking stick crossing the road. I feel like a codger because I've been through a million of these transfer windows. And I've seen it. I've seen it coming and going. I mean, I, I can, you know, to come 20 miles down the road from Perth, I can recall texting Stephen. Thompson on the night of the Gary Mackay, Stephen Stuart Armstrong um, situation. I think he was in Australia at the time, and back came a text late on saying they're going nowhere. Two hours later, they turn up at Parkhead. You know, so I mean, you know, it's entirely possible that at one stage last night, Callum Davidson thought he was keeping his entire squad intact, and then in a very short space of time, he's lost to his top men, um, one for six hundred grand, one for one point two million pound. There's a lot. There's a lot of things in these. There's headline figures. We don't know. Um, what the add-ons are. Clubs never, ever come out and tell you everything because there's confidentiality in business arrangements and all the rest of it. We don't know what they are. There'll be things tied into the appearances that he makes for the club, their Northern Ireland appearances, sell-ons. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that Saints will have a big, big sell-on fee in there. It'll be, you know, I mean, he is now going to an echelon of football where his next move is, is further up. He's going to a great league, by the way. He's going to a league with clubs like Fulham, West Brom, QPR. I mean, you know, you look at that English championship, there's a European Cup winner sitting at the bottom of the league, Nottingham Forest, you know uh, I mean? So he's going to a big league, you know, he's going to a league where, um, I mean, I, I, I hazard a guess at the kind of money that, um, you know, that Ali McCann was on at McDermott. And I'm, I'm suspecting, you know, 60, 70 grand a year, maybe, you know, with, with bonuses and all the rest that doing better, maybe even top of 100, I have my doubts. But he's going, he's going to Preston North End where he will, in all likelihood, be earning, I don't know, eight... Ten grand a week or something like that. You know, I mean, it's it's a different. It's an entirely. I don't think you'll be far away game. with the bottom yeah. one. I don't and think you'll be yeah, far no. away. Entirely different ball game d- down there. I mean, it really is. It's dramatically different. This is no like kind of the days when you know the Uniteds and the Aberdeens of this world could compete in Europe. And if you went south to one of the really big clubs, you maybe maybe doubled your wages. You know, but weren't as well off because you weren't in a one inside. You know, with uh, comparison, a bonus is not you made here. This is a different world. I mean, the English game is on a different planet from from Scotland now. Like I'm not talking about quality. Although it is better, there's no doubt about that. Um, but money-wise, it's on a different planet. So, as a young guy, you're ambitious. You see yourself going to a Preston. You see yourself doing an Andy Robertson at Hull. In two years' time, you're snapped up by Liverpool or Arsenal or Man U or something like that or a West Ham. Um, you know, there are all of these things to consider. There's Stevie Brown, uh, Brown's position to consider as a chairman. Ultimately, he's a chairman. All lands in his lap eventually. So he's got to try and keep the fans happy who want a guy with, was it two and a half years left on his deal um, to, to go? They want, they want no, him to less. stay. Uh, was it less? This, this, this season, this season, this season and next. Year. This season and next. So it was a, it was a so year and a half left on his deal. Okay, so, year, so year, time, the clock's running down. Yeah, I mean, the clock is running down. Now, I mean, you know, if, if I was a Saints fan, I'd be enraged, I'd be furious, I'd be boiling all, all of the above um, if I was, you know, if I was a Saints fan who also ran a business, I'd maybe be sitting th- thinking to myself, okay just how much have we got here, what have we got in the hand and also the other thing you have to ask is has the team improved or has it got worse with the two that have gone out and the loanees that have come in and the answer is we don't that's know. That's the easiest question yeah. that, well I think that's uh, easy, well, I mean you can't but, lose your two best players and, and be a better team. I mean, no that, 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 that's right, I mean, we, we, we cannot actually prove that until the weeks ahead no, my, suspicion is, my suspicion is it will be proven <laughs> very quickly um, and, and that is, that's, the, the, that's the real dichotomy here between fans seeing it as a passion, the board seeing it as a business um, that's not to say they're not fans as well, however the real danger here is can teams collapse with the sale of a couple of players, uh, Dundee United collapsed when they flogged Billy Dodds back to it was Aberdeen, as I recall, their, their, their top striker. Um, and when they sold GMS and when they sold uh, Armstrong along with them, uh, the club went into a tailspin. 
the great fear here is that St. Johnson will do the same. And St. Johnson are coming off a remarkable high. Something they'll never, ever repeat again. More, you know, very few Scottish clubs will ever do it again outside of Celtic and Rangers having won a double. So, you know, they're coming off this remarkable high, um, off to a fairly flat start to the season. This could just put the tin lid on it. That, that's the fear here. So, Stevie Brown has made the decision. He will have to, you know, live or die by the sword uh, in his situation. What I will say is this, I'm trying to be captain sensible here, but I can rarely remember such an outpouring of rage and anger from St. Johnson fans, as I've witnessed on social media over uh, between last night and this morning still. Whether that dissipates um, quickly or or just rattles away like a nasty, nasty boil, um, we wait to see. I've got a feeling, I've got a feeling this is the start of a, a real kind of bone of contention between Saints fans and the chairman. Right, well, let's, before we kind of lump the two of them together and take it on to where Jim's going with the sort of what happens next and you know we'll go back to is this is this St Johnson's Armstrong Mackay Stephen moment Sean Jason Kerr then it's to me that was decent business I think given in, in isolation and because, like I say we're going to lump them to the two together and then when you look at the two together you're, you're looking at the way the team's been weakened etc etc but in the last year of his contract £600,000, presumably with add-ons again as well. And considering where they were, were going to be with the Charlton bid that was that was accepted, um, that's okay for me. Sean, are you the same? I can't take too much issue with that, to be honest, no. Um, as you say, the, the key points are that he was in the last year of his deal. You could have a discussion about why, he was in the last well, year of his yeah, deal. Yes, indeed. When he was indeed. when he was quite clearly a, a player who had some sort of value as a saleable asset potentially. And you could have you could have made an argument for that even before a League Cup win and a Scottish Cup win. Yes, the thing is, Sean, just to interrupt I, I, I think you're right with, with, with Kerr and with possibly even McCann, you know, you can there's nothing to say you can have him on an even longer day. But I I think my sympathies with Saints, the ones that are in the last year and now hold the cards are with, I have sympathy regarding Rooney and McCart because they were brought in and because, you know, you couldn't, how, how could you have foreseen the way it would have gone for Rooney? And as soon as, soon as things were picking up, ah, his agent would have said, no, hold on a minute, yeah. we're back off type thing. Same with McCart, you know, he was only, he was only brought in by Tommy Wright and then on a two year deal. So, you know, it, it's, it would have been unbelievably quick to move and get him tied up on an extension. You would, you would have, you would have had but to been wrapped. Care, yeah. care, and care, Jason Care. That was different. You know, we you could have had him tied because you knew you knew the player you had there, and you know that wasn't that wasn't such a dramatic rise. But anyway, sorry, to interrupt you. Yes. Carry on no, no, I do, but I do think that's a discussion worth having. So, yeah, regardless, right? We can we can talk about why he was into the last year of his deal, but he was right. So let's let's deal with it from that position just now. So six hundred grand is all right, I think that's a perfectly fine um bit of business. And also with Jason, the other the other factor, and again this sort of I related this side of things with Ali McCann as well. It's it's even more sort of pressing with Jason. I think Jason's twenty four, isn't he? So he has he has really put his time in. He's played Played well. How many games he played? Well over a hundred for St Johnston. Um, yeah, I would have thought. Yeah. So I mean, he's he's, yes, he has he's over hundred. Yeah, he's at a point in his career at twenty four, having put his time in, what being club captain during the double winning season. He's at that point in his career where it's time for him to go. He's 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 earned that move, I think. So I I, I don't I don't think there can be any complaints about Jason Kerr going out the door. And in fact, I don't think there are. I think if you, it's certainly the mood from the, the fans towards the players themselves is it's it's entirely congratulatory. I think I think everybody's delighted for the two guys that they've got their moves and, and they've served St. Johnson brilliantly. I don't you think probably think Jason Kerr shouldn't be in League One, but Wigan's a club with, no. with with recent history and a bit of money. So, you know, yeah, probably that's there's a, an argument. There's an argument that he's, that he's, that he's better than than a League One player. And we'll, I mean, indeed, if that is the case, we'll see that pretty quickly. But I mean, in terms of the contract situation, 
Shall we come on to that later, or do you want me to do it now? I'm, I'm, I'm just freewheeling now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Jim, Jim's, Jim's, Jim's biting to get in again. Yeah. Right, go on, <laughs> then, Jim. Jim. <laughs> well, no, listen, there's a, there's a couple of things. I mean, you know, the first thing you've got to say from... The, the, these are two entirely separate transfers. I think that, that point's been made. I mean, I wouldn't lump one in with the other, you know I mean? I mean, for, for, you know, 600 grand, I think, for Jason Kerr is actually a decent bit of business. Final year of his contract, um, he's, you know, he's never been capped. We've, we've made arguments that he could be capped. No, it hasn't been so. You know, he's a central defender at, kind of, at St. Johnson. And look, you know, you, you, you've got to understand, I think, also how other people see you. Like it or lump it. I mean, I can look in the mirror and think that Tom Cruise is looking back, you know. Um, others will tell me differently. You know, I mean, whether, whether we like it or not, that there is a view of Scottish football that it is inferior. Not, not, not a kind of, you are rubbish, but that it's not as good. And, and I have to say, you know, I look at Jason Kerr. Was he right to go to Wigan? Well, they were in the Premiership not that long ago. You know, they're going to a league where Sunderland, you'll be visiting the two top sides, Sunderland and Sheffield Wednesday at some stage. You'll be playing in front of 40, 45,000 at one and 30,000 at another. And, you know, you look through a league which is, um, you know, has clubs like Plymouth and Bolton, uh, you know, big, big clubs, Charlton, you know, uh, who, uh, you know, personally, I thought that would have been a great move, you know. Um, so you kind of blame him for going. I don't think you can blame Saints for thinking 600000 for that is a good bit of business. It's an entirely separate bit of business from the McCann business, which is much more complex. Well, you know, we've not really looked at the players and their agents and whether, you know, they should have been tied down in longer deals or, or whatever and whether they wanted to be, uh, all of those things. And we've not, well, we have looked at the add-ons and, and what they might be and all the rest of it. And just how much a, a club is also at liberty to divulge in terms of the type of deal it does so that they don't weaken their hand in future dealings down, down the line with another club for another player. But the bottom line, quite simply, is at the start of the start of yesterday, St. Johnson looked as though at one stage they might keep their entire double double side intact. Um, now they've lost, well, have they lost the spine of the team? They've lost two, two top players, no doubt about that. Um, we wait with interest to see whether the loanees they bring in um, can can replace them, can you know, can do the kind of job that they did. And as I say, it's it's debatable. It's probably highly doubtable, um, but only time will tell. It might turn out that uh, you know that they they do a fantastic job. I mean, Callum Davidson has already proved himself as a a very astute young manager and coach. Um, he may well have brought and he's got great contacts as well so you know I, I doubt very much of the, the loanies have just been parachuted in and, and handed to him and said there you are get on with these guys he'll have a big part to play in that so only time will tell um, but it, it's a massive blow particularly the McCann one and I think it's the oldest story in the book there's stuff that you can't explain in football for confidentiality reasons and all the rest of it but I think you need to do your best to explain as much as possible now that um, I don't know if the St. Johnson will put the chairman Stevie Brown up for interview with the press or not, but I wouldn't I, you know some people would say that would be a wrong idea. I think he's got to take it on the chin and say, "Here's why we did what we did." Um, Jim, and, Jim, and, and before I help. before I go back, before I go back to Sean, and we'll we'll wrap it up with looking at the squad as it is, the replacements, that sort of thing, and and you know taking it forward. You you were you alluded to it. You were you know you were very much day to day the Mackay Stephen Armstrong one. Do you, is the obvious comparison to make, but people people forget United didn't go, it was the January window, that one, and United mm-hmm. didn't go down that season. It was the following season, wasn't it? Do you do you see, is it is it a fair comparison? Um, well, it's an obvious comparison. That, that's the first thing, you know, that you've got um, two top talents. I mean, I think the, the biggest difference is that, is that Stephen, from what I recall... Not got the same club, me, for starters. He, no, no, he may well have told other people um, uh, that, that they weren't going as well, but he certainly told me they weren't going. Um, and I know, you know, in the nature of things, that I'm, changes, I'm talking you know, about, yeah, right? I'm talking about the sort of, the vibe it'll create at the club, because we're done, you'll remember the chronology of it, were Dundee United already going in that direction? Had the Jackie McNamara clause stuff come out? I can't remember now. So was it a club that was already starting to, you know, to bicker with fall out with itself, you know, in terms of fan base and chairman I, and all the rest I, of it? I was it was I'm... it on that direction? I think it was, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think there are different, there are substantial differences in the respect of the history of the two clubs, Eric. I mean, you know, Dundee United historically had been a club that achieved in Europe over a long period of time and all the rest. That's not to say, we know that Saints have had runs in Europe way back in the dim and distant past and have had in recent years as well and all the rest of it. But 
Um, you know, Dundee United fans would see themselves as a bigger club in St. John's. Now, that's arguable. Depends on how you, you know, what, what you mean by a, a bigger club and all the rest of it. But but Thompson was, was, was you know, at that time, you know, really until that, there were people had their views about Stephen Thompson. As they always do, he always a rich man's son and all the rest of it. I mean, these, these, are, these are inconsequentials. Until he did what he did with selling these two players, he then... From then on, he was under massive pressure. Uh, it kind of created a, a rift within the club, I think. Uh, if, you're a, if you're a player at a club as well, of course, and a couple of guys go um, on, then it's not long and you're staying in touch and you're hearing the great tales about how they're picking up six grand a week or eight grand a week or ten grand a week. And a wee bit of disharmony can creep into the squad quite quickly. Who knows how it might affect the manager? You know, I mean, that's the other thing. How might it affect the manager? I mean, you know, Callum Davidson is a guy who's got his head absolutely screwed on. He's, he's totally equitable. He's neither up nor down. But he's an ambitious man as well. He's an ambitious man as a football player. Um, he may be looking and thinking, if Ali McCann can get away in a decent move, you know, if, if Jason Kerr can get away in a decent move, I was going to say, got he his should be going to Preston. He's, he could be going to Preston. He he's might, the one that's the joint Frankie. You know what I mean? Seriously, I mean, the thing is the thing is in football, and this is why I've not got any complaint about players at any level moving and grabbing their chance. The thing is in football, you go from hero to zero within a fraction of a second. I'm watching the young lady, Jamie Robson, going away to Lincoln. And I'm thinking, I, I saw, I covered, I covered games for United where guys were on that laddie's case yeah. mercilessly, mercilessly. Now he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. You know, I mean, that's football. It's up and down. Young guys have got to learn their trade. They've got to um, experience the highs and the lows and all the rest of it. Um, and clubs do too. You know, clubs go through highs and lows and all the rest of it. Only, only time will tell whether Saints' highs of winning the double last season are about now to be followed by a low. I don't think Saints are going to go into some kind of tailspin. They're far too well run a club to do that. So I, I certainly wouldn't compare United and, uh, you know, and St. Johnson. United going into that tailspin, which ended up in, you know, a few seasons in the Championship. I don't think that's going to happen to St. Johnson. They're far too well run, generally speaking, for that. I mean, yeah, they, they, look, they, they haven't been robbed here. You know, it's, they haven't they haven't flogged um, McCann to Preston for, for you know, uh, for a, a set of dishes and cutlery. You know, I mean, they've got £1.2 million. I suspect that by the time you get achievable add-ons, this is without making excuses for Stevie Brown, you know, um, the, the, by the time you do all of that, they will probably be heading in the direction of anywhere between 1.6, 1.7 and 2 million quid, which, you know, isn't bad. I mean, you know, we, we, we bigged Ali up here and I think he's got a great future, as I think we all do. But he's still a young player. A lot of things can go wrong. Plenty of Scottish players have gone away south of the border and it hasn't worked for them, you know. So, uh, I mean, it's entirely possible. That, I'm saying Scottish player. We know he's Northern Irish, but you know you know what I mean. Um, yeah, yeah, Scottish, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, he can go away down south and <laughs> three months' time, people are saying, what ever happened to Harley McCann? He's hardly pulled on a shirt. Now, I don't think that will happen, but you never know. And that's the problem with football. Those are the problems that chairmen uh, and chairwomen uh, increasingly in the game have to make. They've got to make these tough decisions uh, and keep the fans happy, and that's impossible. It's actually an impossible task. So they have to be thick-skinned, they have to be hard-necked, and they have to do their own thing. And Brown will have done for Saints what he thinks is right. You know, I know they were they were, they were in Scottish terms a cash-rich club anyhow. I know they had that loan from the Scottish government, which is interest-free over a long period of time and all the rest of it. So I don't think they were under any any... Um, cash problems of cash reserves there. Most Scottish clubs would love to be in the position that Saints are in, and they're even cash richer now. Um, whether they suffer in the park will be the big thing, and whether they have dealt a really serious blow to the supporter base um, and, and its affection for the club is another one. But these things change. These things come and go very, very quickly. I mean, it was a time when United supporters weren't going back to Tannadice. In comes Mark Ogren all of a sudden everyone loves the club again. So, you know, it, it comes and goes in football. And experience, remember, uh, I mean, Brown's, Stevie Brown's an experienced chairman now. He's also got a great a great level of experience behind him. If he needs to pick a phone up to his old fella who knows the game and knows how the game works inside out. So, I was a Saints fan today. I would be very, very angry, but I wouldn't be panicking. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a, a good way of summing it up for yourself there, Jim. Um, Sean, where's, what's your take on where St. Johnston are as a as a football family, shall we say, moving forward, is it is it is it purely dependent on you know we get a couple of good results, all is forgiven and forgotten, on we go, or is this is this is this something that's gonna you know gnaw away for a bit a bit longer? Uh, I, I think as with a lot of things in football, 
if uh, <laughs> if things are going swimmingly on the pitch, I, I, I suspect people's concerns will pretty quickly evaporate, to be honest with you. But the, 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 I do think that there is a potential issue in terms of the makeup of the squad at the moment. Yeah, come um, on, let's take it forward, forward there then. I mean, let's look at, how do you, I mean, I, I look at the defence now, I haven't got a clue what Lars Dendonker will be like, but I, having watched Hayden Muller a couple of times, having spoken to Callum Davidson about him, having, having read and, and he- heard people speak about him from down in Millwall, this he looks a potential Rolls Royce to me. He I he's think very got, good against Motherwell. I mean the run the run he made to get Glenn Middleton the free kick at St Martin right at the death of the game was it was it was more powerful, more direct, more threatening than dare I say a Jason Kerr run. You know it was it was real sort of it was it, you know it reminded me of watching Van Dyke going through. Uh, Going through Saints' defence, oh. you remember when he was at when he was at Celtic? Yeah, it was that type of a run. That, yeah. So I I think if Liam Gordon's the 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 key to all this, and I know that there are people, you know, that I think Jeff Brown may well be one of them, Jim, who would say that uh, Liam Gordon is the 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 most important one of that that back three. And if he he's your natural captain, he's your man in the middle. He gets back soon. He's fit. I think all will be well in that defence. I, I don't have any worries about the defence. And then you've got the chance to kind of bring the lad Den Donker in if he looks to be a real player. You know, midfield's more of an issue for me because Ali McCann was just so effective. He was so effective at the just, you know, putting out a leg, you know, breaking things up, just doing the simple thing like we've, we've said countless, countless, countless times. And I don't think the lad Cammy McPherson from St Martin is a natural like for like. So Callum will have to go about things a bit differently. Is that how you see it, Sean? You know, defence, you're, you, you're quite comfortable with midfield less so? Well, I mean, in general, if we're talking short term, then all right, yeah. But I, I'm kind of looking slightly further down the path here. And I think the, the issue, we've talked about players being in the last year of their contracts. If you look at St Johnson at the moment, there's a hell of a lot of them who are in the last year of their contracts. At this and a point. lot of loans. And a lot, a of, lot loans. of loans on in on the other side of it. So I mean, out of contract this summer, from what I can see, we've got Xander Clark, Paris, Jamie McCart, Liam Gordon, Callum Booth, Sean Rooney, Liam Craig, Craig Bryson, Murray Davidson, and Callum Hendry. Right, all out of contract at the end of this season. And in this summer, we've got six on loan: Crawford, Dead Donker, Reese Devine, Cammy McPherson, Glenn Middle, and Hayden Miller. And then two permanents: James Brown and the boy Vertonen, who we've yet to see, but. I presume we will soon. So who if you've been, got, if you've who got has a, been confirmed a, mid podcast, by the way, who's well there we, go. There, we are. there we go. That was good news. Good news. So um, you've got you've got a lot of key players heading out of contract at the end of this season, and you've got a lot of loans in there. So to my mind, we can we can talk about this season and say right, well the defence is looking like it'll be all right. Midfield, we'll see all that. At the end of this season, what then? That's my concern because it, there's a, there's a lot of work to be done over the course of this season to either get and and there are some of those players who are out of contract. We've got no chance. Well, of getting it needs to it needs to start ones. pretty sharpish, doesn't it? You, it does, you get Liam yeah. Gordon in and you give him a three year deal, don't you? That's what you do. You say, "There's your captain's armband. There's your three year contract." That would be that's 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 your starting point, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's a lot of work to be done, but because and also I just listen. I'm I'm not on the inside of a dressing room on a daily basis, but there's something that that, that that doesn't quite sit right to me about the vibe of a dressing room that's that's got a lot of players who are heading out of contract and a lot who are on loan who'll be away as well. Yeah, too, too many loans. Um, yes. That, so no, that that's my that's my major that's my my major concern going forward. So what what I think what needs to be done there is visible efforts to get uh, to get the ones they want to keep sorted and. Come January, even you need to be. We need to be thinking about pre-contracts and, and and names because there's 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 just a vibe to me that there's it's it, it, there's nothing tangible. It's a bit fluid. It's a bit fluid. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. So no, I think it, it, it needs it needs some attention, and I would imagine that'll be that'll be the priority for the chairman um, because when you've got high-profile players going out, and I think St Johnston fans understand that that was always going to be the case. The only quibble has been 
with maybe the timing in McCann's case and, and the price as well. Um, but again, that'll, that'll all come out in the wash. But when you are losing high-profile players like that, the hope is from a fan base that's putting their money in that there's work always going on behind the scenes to ensure that you're not going to be in a position where you're scrabbling around or, or you, there's always a succession plan, if you like. So I think that's that's the thing that needs to be projected now by, by, by St. Johnston. The fans need to see that there's work going on to replace We're in control. Guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah We're in exactly. Control. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. So next up, I think we should start with Dundee. Sure. Oh, well, Jill, go to Jim this time. You finished, you finished up one saying, Sean. Lee Griffiths. There you go. If ever... <laughs> Dundee are never, we've said it time and time again, Dundee are never dull, aren't they? What a dressing room they've got now, eh? Jason Cummings, Lee Griffiths, Killian Sheridan, or what a strike, potential strike force. I mean, you, I mean, that, that can't, we don't know, you know, Lee, Lee Griffiths, he's had his issues off the pitch, he's had, he's had his issues on the pitch as well, you know, some of them, you know, both of them, <laughs> There's examples of both being uh, relatively recent, but how do you mm. how do you view it? Is this is this a great signing? A potential the, the the a potential signing to transform Dundee from a a relegation battling team to a top six team? Where, where do you put this one? Well, um, if Dundee can get Lee Griffiths playing anywhere near, oh, all um, your ifs, Jim. I don't know these. Yeah, ifs. well, yeah. no, no, but if they can. <laughs> Then yes. they have signed the best striker in Scottish football, bar none. Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, his goal scoring record speaks for itself. The I mean, best natural scored, finicher. Yeah, yeah, I think he we've scored two hundred thirty four goals in in, in four hundred eighty seven club games. Um, you know, I think four international games. You know, discount that. But I mean, domestically, um, he is a lethal striker. He he's, he has, or he had, um, and there's no reason why he shouldn't still have it because he's only thirty one. You know, he, I mean, in, in football terms, he's anything but Methuselah. He's got a keen football brain, but he's sharp over five, five, ten yards. He's really, really quick, and he's a beautiful striker of a ball, both on free kicks and, uh, you know, and, and kind of, you know, the, the, the ball on the move and the ball on the run and in and around the box. So if Dundee can get him, remember he's a couple of years before, way back, you know, when I was on staff of the BBC up here, um, he, he was there and he, he was terrific at the time. If they can get him playing anywhere near his best then they have, in the old parlance, won a watch. And all of a sudden, you've got him, you've got Cummings, you've got Killian Sheridan, you've got, you know, Wee McMullen on the flanks, you've got um, supply from from Charlie Adam and McGowan. All of a sudden, things look pretty bright for, for, for Dundee, if you can gel all of that together. And you've also got big characters and a big dressing room. Um, and if that all starts to gel, then things could look very, very good for Dundee. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've shown... I always admire managers that are happy to take on, you know, such big characters as as uh, as Jim said. You know, Dens is full of them now. You know, because it's you know things can things can go awry when you've got all these all these real larger than life characters in your in your dressing room. So, but it'll be an exciting, vibrant place, won't it? That's for sure. Would be uh, nailing down your shoes and stuff like that, mind you. <laughs> so just like our office, then, eh? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's the sort of hijinks we get up to, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, you're better not talking about yeah, shoes obviously. when it comes to dense part dressing rooms, by the way. No, but that's, that's one true. for older fans, you know. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, absolutely. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll move on. But yes, big characters, Sean. Big characters. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes. I mean, I suppose obviously you can say that that would that will present a unique sort of challenge when you're on the man management side of things in particular. Um, but I mean, if, if you're James McPake obviously backs himself to, to do that job. Um, I mean, James always presents as a, a sort of a, quite a, quite a thoughtful sort of type in his interviews, but I don't think he's a shrinking violet by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so, I, I suspect he's he's backed him he's backed himself obviously backed himself to to manage that situation um, and indeed if you if you if you do successfully manage that situation you you can create a, a it will be a a pretty entertaining environment and if you've got an environment where where players are happy coming into their work and they're they're, they're looking forward to it then that's that can only be a positive um, and also that helps that, that that these characters have have all got 
great ability as well. Um, in this case, and, and Griffiths. Oh, he's particular. got games. It's a cliche, but he's he's got game changers there, isn't he? Particularly, yeah. well, he had them. He already had them in midfield with you know your Charlie Adams and the like, and now he's got options of Griffiths, Cummings, and. Sheridan are the three that spring to mind for me and don't do a disservice to the, the sort of more workmanlike strikers that, that McPake's got but that's you know I mean, that, if you think that, like Jim says that's, that's top quality strike for it really is I mean you think about it I mean obviously James McPake will play whatever system he wants to play but just listing those names like that you know coming Sheridan Griffiths that's that's, that's a hell of a strike force for a club <laughs> at Dundee's level, you know, I think that's, that's really, really impressive. So there's there's a lot of potential in that squad, and we've been saying that since last season. I feel like, um, and now even more so. I mean, you're right. There, there are game changing players in there, uh, and there are, there, are, there are a lot of them as well. So if if what's happening on the training ground there is making sense to these players, then I mean. And if that clicks, it's obviously not going to click immediately when you've got new bodies in there. But if if, the, if if it starts to click relatively quickly, I mean, there's still there's still absolutely nothing on paper that says that Dundee can't have a really really good season. I don't think because they've they've got they've got a right right good squad, and yeah, what 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 they've brought in this summer has helped. I'm there. I, I think Dundee fans will all be. Hugely positive with the way the window's gone and the way their their, their teams kind of matching up to your your Motherwells, your St Burns, these sort of you know Hibs, these sort of clubs. Well, moving moving across the street, Jim, just looking at United's ins and outs, and again, I I, I didn't. There's nothing quite as dramatic as a, a Lee Griffith, but I have to say, when I look at the outs and the ins, I think they're in a better place than I probably thought they would be. I think Seagrist obviously was one that we thought would probably go and would have gone had he had he not got himself injured. But you look, here's the outs, and I'll probably miss it. I'm not picking up all this sort of the loans that didn't come back at the end of last season. So you've got Robson, Shankland, McMullen, obviously went off well before Mehmet and Powers, and in McNulty, Levitt, is that how we pronounce it? Yeah. Uh, it Carson, mm-hmm. Mulgrew, Niskanen and McMahon. Now, to me, that's, I think United fans should be quite happy. McMahon, I know from speaking to other managers who are interested in him in the in the sort of the middle of the window or the end of last season, Hamilton were talking about six, once, you know, six figures and not at the bottom of six figures for, for him. So he's a good, he's a good left back. Um, you, you thinking United have done better than you suspected they would? Um, I, I think it's an even playing field for United, to be honest with you, um, Eric. I mean, I, I, I kind of sense fans still wanted a target man, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they wanted a target I think man. They I mean, wanted I, another striker. I mean, I said after the Hearts game on Saturday, I mean, I've suspected, and I thought for a wee while, there's the bones of a decent United side there. I put it no stronger than that. There's the bones of a decent, decent United striker there. You know, um, uh, Levitt, I thought on on, uh, on Saturday against Hearts, kind of struggled again the game a wee bit. Mockery wasn't at his best, but Fuchs was quite impressive. United were getting overrun in the midfield for long periods of that. That game, Robson. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm an admirer of Robson. I feel sometimes for the way the boy was treated by a small section of United fans. But at, at the back, they're, they're, they're reasonable. McGrew's made a big difference to them. Um, McNulty and Clark, I think, are a lively pairing. They're a mobile pairing, but they do need, uh, you know, to, to use the old phrase, they do need a kind of direct, a more direct target man, someone you can yes, feed. Are, are, um, are, are they, you know, are they the a depths of winter pairing? That's yes, thing. that's right. That, you know, the, the, the kind of the cold Tuesday night done at Fir Park or something like that, you know. But I mean, they they had, um, you know, the, the, the bench on, on, on Saturday, you look at it and you've got Conley and Reynolds sitting on the bench and Butcher, who came on, Harks, who came on, etc. So there's a bones of a good side at, at United. I mean, I... I, I kind of sense they've neither lost nor gained in many respects. You know, Segrist, um is the intriguing one. We don't know how long he's going to be out. Uh, will he be back? Hope so, because I think he's a, he's a type of keeper that can save you, uh, gain you points in the season with some of the saves he makes uh, and all the rest of it. On Saturday, I thought they were um, not well beaten because... Um, 
Craig Gordon made three, four uh, saves. Well, two of them in particular, the one from a header was just sensational in terms of reaction time. So, you know, they created, particularly towards the end of the game, they got bossed a bit in the midfield for, for fair chunks of the game. But there was enough there to indicate, particularly late on in the game, they played some tidy, nice, nice interpassing stuff, some nice, lively stuff. But they do need an uh, almost an out-and-out target man, somebody you can fire it up to, who'll hold it up, who can turn, take men on. And I, hes- I really hesitate to say somebody with a physical presence because I'm no believer that, you know, a big physique necessarily makes any odds in, in the game. But sometimes if you've got players like McNulty and Clark who are quick and mobile and all the rest of it, uh, but a different type of player, maybe what you do need is somebody you can just feed it up to and bang a big high ball up to for a, a knockdown or a knock-in, you know. So I, I, I'm not sure whether they've advanced or regressed. I think it's a bit like Saints with what's happened there. It's a bit like Dundee. You know, at the moment, you, 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 it's all spec. We will know in the coming weeks. I mean, you know, as we are at the moment, it's early days in terms of the table. You know, I mean, if you looked at that table, you think Hibs and Hearts, wow. You can guarantee that in eight weeks' time, Hibs and Hearts will not be sitting, t- uh, you know, joint top of the league table. Um, and similarly, you know, Celtic won't be sitting sixth. Will United be sitting seventh? Entirely possible. I don't think Dundee will be tenth, though. Um, I, I think, you know, that, that they look to have a squad that will propel them away above, um, you know, tenth, the 10th position they're in at the moment. Uh, will St. Johnson be sitting in 8th? Well, that, that's debatable. I mean, it's early days for all of these teams at the moment. But looking at I think United have, I don't think they've advanced. I don't think they've regressed. Um, I think that Dundee looked to me to have made some really positive signings. St. Johnson, it's a wait-and-see job as well. So look at on paper. It looks to me as though Dundee have done better at the three Tayside top sides. Um, but, you know, the, the, the week's ahead. And once, once they kind of, once we start to get into the kind of colder months, wet pitches and all the rest of it, then we'll get a, we'll get a better feel for things. In terms of United, Sean, I mean, it wasn't that long ago, you know, we had to, it felt like a a long summer when we, we were obviously talking about the direction of the club, Mickey Mellon not being quite in tune with, with, with that direction of travel. There was... We thought, you know, that it was going to be about the transition to youth and all the rest. Of it. And then when I suddenly, when I look around and see that United squad, it's it's not quite as I thought it might be. It, it feels it feels like a well balanced squad to me. What about you? Yeah, I, I like the look of it. Um, but and, and Jim's saying that, that, I mean, Jim's opinion that, that they're not sure whether they're sort of better or, or, or worse off than they were before. Actually, that I think. I think they look a bit better in terms of what they've got, and and obviously, I mean, numbers wise, a lot's got, quite a few have gone out, and fewer have come in. Um, but I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I, I, and I like the look of what they've brought in, and you see Carson has has proved to be a shrewd addition. Circumstances have, have made that quite clear. I think they've probably brought him in expecting or maybe even hoping, but probably <laughs> expecting that Benjamin Seacrest would be off. Um, in this window for a substantial fee, ideally. Um, so he's been called into action uh, for different reasons, but again, a, a, a shrewd decision to bring him in. Um, McMahon, um, I mean, he's he's an experienced Premiership player. He's played every, well, not every game, but an awful lot of games for Hamilton over the yeah, last yeah. sort of five seasons. He's one, he's one so, of those fullbacks, Sean, that he, he never... Th- you never particularly notice him during a game, which I always think is good for it. <laughs> he's he's not like somebody that you think, oh, you know, he's up and down, tearing up and down the wing, and he's he's won Hamilton a game. But the other flip side of the coin is I can't ever remember watching a a player against him for one of our teams absolutely giving him a tour of time. So you know that that is that's that's not the worst. That's not the worst description for a fullback, is it? No, no, not at all. Um, so again, we'll see with him, but Mulgrew. From what I've seen so far, uh, really impressed with him. I just, uh, just you know, going about age quite a lot, and obviously as he is uh, towards the the latter years of his career, but I, I just think he looks class. Um, so he's he's good as far as I'm concerned. The boy Niskanen I haven't seen yet, um, but by all accounts, international footballer played. Uh, you know, it's the second the championship effectively in Germany, but. You know, you can guarantee that technically that'll be that'll be a pretty decent league. Um, so, uh, big things expected of him. Levitt from Man United, nine caps for Wales. Well, 
you could, you could argue, what does that say about Wales' squad depth? <laughs> if a lad who's not played a senior game for United uh, get nine caps, but I mean, beyond that, watching him, uh, particularly against St Johnston, I thought he was very good. Very good. And alongside Fuchs, a really, really good sort of fit, I think. Um, and McNulty, I mean, I've, I've, I've sung his praises before. I think he's a very good player. So in terms of what they've brought in, if I was a United fan, I, I, I would be quite happy. I can see the argument for a, a sort of different sort of striker, maybe. I can see how that makes sense, just to just to have an option. Um so I maybe maybe that's an area that could be that could be looked at and maybe will be looked at uh, between now and January. Um, but at the same time, Tam Tam Courts maybe has a well. I don't think maybe I think he, he he probably certainly he certainly has a way that he wants to he wants his United team to play. Um, and perhaps a, a a big striker isn't isn't doesn't fit into that. Um, to say I don't think it could hurt to have the option. Um, but but at the moment up top, I think it looks all right. But yeah, I can see that there may be maybe an option, uh, a, a sort of different type of striker. That might be the one thing where they're where they're, where they're slightly short. But I think everywhere else they they look pretty good to me. So I'd, I'd be pretty satisfied if I was a United fan with what they've done this summer. I, I, th- I think you know the, the signing of McMahon is, is is probably an indication of how. You know, clubs are kind of you, you're hinting about St Johnson earlier on, Sean. You know, talking about kind of the work that goes on at clubs. It goes on all the time. I mean, you know, it's 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 clear. I mean, remember, even even as journalists, you know, we've got a we've got a handle on the game. Usually, punters don't because you know we, we we get we pick up information. Who's interested? Where from agents, from chairman, sport directors, goodness knows where else, players and their dads and all the rest of it. You know, but and there's still bits and bobs that you don't know. Um, that are kind of in the background. And obviously United have been, you know, keeping an eye with the, the thought of Robson going, keeping an eye on a like-for-like like replacement. And I mean, and, and they've done that. And they've got a guy with a bit of experience. I mean, 25 is a really good, an experienced stage. I mean, he's, I think he's played heading in the, in the direction of 200 games for Rackies, you know, so he's got a bit of pace, he'll deliver from wide, uh, he can play central defence as well. Um, and I think, you know, when it comes to kind of delivering quality for, from the wide positions, you're not just necessarily looking for a, you know, a, a big striker. You're looking for somebody who can make the near post runs, the far post runs, uh, uh, you know, peeling off his markers and all the rest that they got on the end of of um, crosses, low balls and all the rest of it. So I think in that respect, it, it's decent. But I still, I, I still haven't seen enough yet to suggest to me that United are dramatically uh, improved. But then I don't see that they're, dramat- they're dramatically regressed. So uh, I think that'll become apparent in the weeks ahead for me. Well, thank you very much for wrapping that one up for us. So, so, so well there, Jim, that's uh, the end of our transfer window podcast and we'll we'll do it all again in what five months is it can't can't wait eh? can't wait (laughs) okay cheers again (laughs) cheers again guys and thank you very much for listening bye-bye just now if you like the podcast we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it or even better leave a review or a simple rating on itunes or wherever you find your podcasts All that really helps people to find Talking Football, and that means a lot to us. Don't forget too to pick up your copy of The Courier Monday to Saturday, or go to thecourier.co.uk slash subscribe to find out how to get our award-winning sport, business and local journalism across Tayside and Fife in the way that's right for you. The Courier. Local matters.